Welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review, in which a bunch of dads review movies and kids' TV. This week's Bad Dad's Top Tip... If you fry your kale with a little butter and garlic, it smells a lot better when you throw it in the bin. Anyway, who would like a quick recap on search terms which led people to click on the Bad Dad's website for the month of October? 100% yes. Go for that. Okay, we need some sort of like top of the pops music here, but um, staying consistently high throughout the last 18 months at number 10 is Grizzy and the Lemmings reviews. Number nine is Shatterbelt. Slipping down to eight is Xavier Riddle porn. At number seven, we have Gabby's Dollhouse reviews for Christians. Amazingly, whichever people were searching for that and landed on our website won't be as disappointed as the people who were searching for Massive Cock Review a new entry in the charts at 6 equal 4th place has Is the TV Show Investigators Racist and that's neck and neck with Is Gabby's Dollhouse Woke which leads the you know led to people looking on our website we round it out with the usual top 3 all related in some way to the movie Cats for some reason that really captures the imagination it's had like 6,000 page views or something it's crazy (laughs) Anyway, yes, yeah, so that's the top 10 of search terms from Google Search Console for the Bad Dad's website. Made for interesting reading. Do you think yeah. the massive cock, they meant Pete? It could be. That could be where they definitely, were going. Definitely. But who was like, uh, so, massive cock, I'm searching for massive cocks. Oh, I'll just go and check out the Bad Dad's film review website. <laughs> mm, how maybe bad are they? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't matter how, how you've got here listening. Mm. You know, if you're looking for cocks, or you're looking for... You'll find them. <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> cheese. Yeah. We've got it. We've got the lot. Famed for his cunning calculus, co-host Dan has done sort of almost an arith- arithmetic slash number-themed week, starting things off with the midweek mention The Equaliser, which we chatted about. And then today's pod will start in any moment now, really, with the top five movies with numbers in the title, before moving on to discuss the Ron Howard true story docudrama about the Thai Cave Rescue 13 Lives, and then finishing things off with the brilliant world of Tom Gates, and try as I might, I could not make that fit the theme. Maybe we'll discuss no, that as I we really go. Try tried to as well i look for all the different episodes and find looking for anything maths but that was one that i wanted to wedge in here this week just the dads to introduce of course dan we've already mentioned and who last week arranged a threesome there were two no shows but he still had a lot of fun <laughs> and former world champion pillow fighter sidey and then there's me Rita like yo we, we did disney stuff last week if you recall we did and there was a top five which we had a couple of nominations as it happens, Darren Lethally Blonde wanted to know if Pixar counted. Pete confirmed that it did, and so he wanted to mention Up. But Mel, Mel's been good recently, and she put in Toy Story 3, Ken's fashion montage, which is brilliant. Oh, that is good. So that's in. Oh, I like that. That is in. Shall, we, we've got a lot to get through, but should we just quickly mention anything you watched this week, Dan? Well, I watched The Equalizer and the second Equalizer. Yeah. I caught up with Andor. Lot less TV this week than thank God than last week. Well, the World Cup's looming now, so I'm not sure how much I'm gonna get to Are watch in the way at of all films. Feel a bit sort of like should I really watch it because it's in yeah. a horrible place? But you're gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird to have the World Cup just at this time of year to have it in. A place that you can't go if you're homosexual. Well, there was breaking news yeah. yesterday, wasn't there? That there was two. There's there's two fellas playing in the Premier League who are gay and dating. Oh, all right. And their identity is like a secret, but it would be amazing if that they were playing be... at the World Cup and properly outed them there. That would be so good. Well, as long as they outed themselves. That's what I mean. They if they, to, yeah. you know, just like go off yeah, with each other. Yeah, I, I honestly look forward to the moment where lots of players do it not just one or two where it's just not a thing you even have to talk about anymore because it's all a bit boring isn't it talking about somebody's well, sexuality you have to talk about it because there are places where you can't so it, then that in Qatar yeah in Qatar now it's just crazy and the players being asked about it it should have been sorted out years before they shouldn't have even had it there if mm-hmm. you can't meet those it's fairly kind of pointless criteria. asking footballers about it yeah yeah anyway it's, it's so a, there's that there's that's going on i finished off she hulk it's taken ages but i finished it off you like so, that yeah my daughter's a bit basically divvied up the tv nights so she gets monday i get tuesday <laughs> mrs gets wednesday and then it rolls around again so when wow. it was my night i enforced that we uh, we finished off She-Hulk. And I'm glad we did because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. The White Lotus I've been watching, which is a Sky series. Um, oh, has it got Chris Hemworth? Is it's it? got Aubrey Plaza in, hasn't it? 
maybe season two has because that's just come out but season one i've been watching has got stifler's mom in yes it. it definitely does have all, yeah, okay. and sure. some other guy steve zahn who has oh, been right. in some terrible terrible things but is absolutely fantastic in this it's really funny okay yeah okay that's good recommend that cool should we crack on because we've got millions, it's a great and millions one. of nominations this week Went for numbers. Number wang. Yeah. And so the rules were it, it was movies that had numbers in them, but weren't sequels like Jaws 2 was the example. Exactly. Yeah. And it's quite a, a fertile ground, isn't it? We you, try and do some sort of... Order. Cr- like order. start low, go okay. big. Well, what's the lowest you've got? I've got one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I've got lower. Wow. Go with that then. Well, I've got less than zero. Okay. Wow. That's the first one. It's based on a Brett Easton Ellis novel and had Robert Downey Jr. playing a sort of disaffected, depressed junkie. Young? And, young oh, Robert yeah. Downey this Jr.? is, oh, gosh, 90s to 2000s, right, okay. you know, very early on. I don't remember it a lot, but yeah, it's there. And then the Zero Can't imagine theorem. him as a junkie, can you? Robert Downey no. Jr. <laughs> no, it was a real stretch. Yeah. And then you got the Zero Theorem in at Zero. Do you see that one, Terry Gilliam? No, but there is Zero Effect as well, which is, I love that film. Which it's, one's Zero Effect? It's Bill Pullman as a, like a Sherlock Holmes type genius. Really? Yeah. Oh, mate. I've not seen it. I'm going to do that one as, okay. a, as a midweek. I love that yeah. film. It's great. But it's like really low key. It sounds like another early one. Is it? Like years ago or late 90s early noughties yeah okay yeah that's right. a long time ago now that's, that's a time back this time back well one flew over the cuckoo's nest obviously jack nicholas and milos foreman yeah. did amadeus as well george's um, brother jack, jack george's nicholas. brother <laughs> did that grill steak thing <laughs> yeah. you know and you had jet lee's the one did you ever see that no is uh, that the one with the leah no, this is the one. Always it's kind of like everything, it. everywhere, all at once. So you can collect oh, okay. the powers by killing his multiverse selves. It's got like a new metal soundtrack, and like that Ooh. song, Bodies, you know, Bodies Hit the Floor and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Okay. It, I mean, that main thing is him fighting himself at the end, and it's great. So that's the one. So we've got as far as one. We, we're yeah. up. We're up on one hour photo as well. I've got cop and a half. Is that one and a half? Yeah. That was the Burt Reynolds one where he's teamed with a youth. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Dan, you're icky. a big fan of the Fast franchise, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, that's there got it you in go. twice. Right. And Two Guns was a Denzel Washington and Marky Mark movie nice. that was pretty good as well. Okay. Well, the, the Three Amigos had Martin Short, Chevy Chase and... Martin Short in. Yeah. No, the other one. Who is the... Steve Martin. Martin. And Three Men and a Baby. Three well, Men the, and a Little Baby. The, the Three Men and the Aging yeah, Child Selleck, franchise. Yeah. Selleck, <laughs> Gottenberg and, and Danson. They all slept with the, the same girl and... Not the baby. What? Uh, no, they all slept with the, the They did and they didn't know who the dad was. That's right. It's like a whole slut-shaming premise of a film. Yeah. I wonder how well that's dated now. There's a thing about a ghost being in that film as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. What a load of nonsense. That was 87. Pie? Yeah, that's great shit. Right, that is Or Life of Pie as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fantastic Four. Rise of the Surfer I've gone for because that's the superior one. Yeah. The Five Bloods. I've not seen it. You Wait, I've got more you? fours. Four oh, Weddings you? and a Funeral. Yeah. Four Rooms. That's Bruce Willis. Because he He's has good. done a number. Is this a good time to bring this up? He's yeah, done a number of movies that have numbers in them. There's a few of them. So Bruce Willis has got First Kill, Four Rooms, The Fifth Element, The Sixth Sense, The Whole Nine Yards, 12 Monkeys, 16 <laughs> Blocks, Catch 44, and I don't know if this counts, Lucky Number Slevin. No, it doesn't, because it's not a real number. But they were good otherwise. Brad Pitt did seven years in Tibet, and then... Um, well, he was in he less than seven. zero. Wait, have we got a five? Yeah, um, to five bloods. Okay, because also five easy pieces in the fifth element. Oh, you said the fifth element, didn't you? Yeah. Someone online, let me consult my We notes. should go to online, because the Twitter engagement... I know Elon Musk is... We were debating whether we would even talk about that twat this week, but we in the end, we're going to... If he hasn't destroyed Twitter by now, at least you guys are contributing, because it was it's amazing toy. today. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we don't have to be a fucking prick. But yeah, the interaction, we should go to what we've got because we had so many nominations, didn't we? It's hard just to get through it. Vimesy 
said, if the fifth element isn't on your list, I'm nuking all the cheese shops in Jersey. So, Fimesy, <laughs> you can sleep easy tonight. It's it's in. What what did we have? What else did oh, we I have? Mean, just so many. Ewan Campbell, who uh, Bruce Campbell's brother, he has mentioned a few. He actually was the first one right out of the gate because uh, I did this early this morning. And Ewan Campbell wanted to know if Blade Runner 2049 counts because it is it's a on my list. So it is uh, a sequel, but it doesn't, you know, it's not two do you know no, what I mean? yeah and Simon Pershard was was pulling for that one as well so I like that and then more sci-fi stuff with 2001 Space Odyssey Pi 2046 I'm not sure what that is well that's one more than 2045 yeah that's Seth Vargas nominating those and he's also gone for 12 Angry Men really he went math. for Troll 2 and he said quite rightly that none of the others are numbered sequels so you could get away with that I've got a couple of those actually that where there are sequels that have got numbers in them but none of the other movies in the franchise do uh, and then the third man so if we, if we were looking for another three we've got third man that's into nick movie database bartlett all right that's not, I, IMDb. I, haven't, I haven't read that out correctly but that's something like that uh right let's get back to our list and we'll we'll, we'll dip in and out of the, the yeah. listener suggestions because there's so many well, well we're up to six up to six ridiculous six which i've never seen but i know exists six days seven nights that's oh, six and seven that's good yeah wow, that's yeah. got that's segway yeah who really came what? unstuck yeah What's what sad? actually happened i don't know what caused it but she was in a she, the car I think she, wasn't she was in a prang and she then drove off from the scene yeah. of the first prang to a more severe second one yeah. which she didn't recover from awful yeah. awful um so seven samurai big or, well, big hero six yeah as well nice yeah that's the one i had then I, i've got six. a subset of sevens there seems to be quite a lot of those yeah. seven samurai Give us your seven well seven was the first the absolute first one i thought of because it's seven, but they also stylize it with the seven in the middle so of the seven. word. Yeah, and it's like that's masterpiece territory right there. Same with Seven Samurai. Which... I know, but if you you've got to be careful not to just talk about how good David Fincher movies are, because otherwise you're a film bro, aren't you? That's my big worry. That good is good. You know, yeah. fuck whatever I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Seven Squared. Yeah, Yul Brenner and Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Snow White and Charlie Seven. Bron- you're strong on the Seven. Vertically challenged people and the Seven Year Itch. Seven Psychopaths. The Martin McDonough one? Uh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Eight Mile. Yeah. Super eight. Eight millimeter. Yeah. Then <laughs> Nine, which was the little robot movie animated thing. It was pretty good. Set in a post-apocalyptic future. And then Nine and a Half Weeks, obviously. District Nine. District Nine, oh yeah. And then another double up, Nine to Five. That's <laughs> brilliant. Okay, Dolly brilliant. Parton. Yeah. yeah, okay. Brilliant. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Hang on, wait. Plan nine from outer space. Oh yeah, What's people shouting, shout screaming that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, nine and a half weeks, and then ten Cloverfield Lane. That's all I've got for ten. Three ten to Yuma. Yeah, another double up. Yeah, these are, these are good. And then you got the Oceans franchise, Hang, which whoa. covers you. We, I'm going to dip back in because this one's been nominated online, and I had it as well. It's a great film. Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, I had oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really good, like yeah. that film. I had that on DVD. Is that the well, one that's Taming of the Shrew? Yes, is it? it is. Yeah, I, I, it's Heath I'll Ledger I'll, and yeah. oh, oh, I've got a face as well. But it's not um, Anne Hathaway, is it? No, one that I watched around the same time uh, as that one, Five Hundred Days of Summer, which I know is completely different. Um, liked it at the time, but I really don't like her anymore. Uh, it was with Dish Joey Gordon Levitt. Um, he's another one who likes numbers dan i've got his number films here if you're interested yeah. halloween h2o 10 things i hate about you 500 days of summer 50 50 and 7500 i went to see halloween right. h2o in the cinema and there was nearly a fight really because people wouldn't shut up and it kicked off big time i watched that reasonably recently when i did my halloween it's pretty bad review. no it's good is h2o is good I yeah i think it was rubbish at the time give yeah. me a number but between oh, we over 100 well 101 yes there you go first in he's won 100 <laughs> where uh, are we up to we got to 10 i think yeah, yeah i mean oceans 11 11 12 13 that's done or and friday 12, the 13th or the movie 13 12 angry men 12 monkeys 12 years a slave oh good 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 that's 14 films titles yeah, yeah with numbers in <laughs> i've got a good one for you a uh, 42 have you seen that the jackie robinson um story 
He's no. the first African-American to play in Major League Baseball for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Chadwick Boseman, Harrison Ford in that one. Really liked it. It's a good okay. movie. Yeah, it's... Um, well, if we're going up in random numbers now, 51st Dates, nah. Adam Sandler, yeah. you seen that one? Rob Schneider, Sean Astin, all... This is basically Memento for Adam Sandler fans. <laughs> he works at SeaWorld or something, and yeah, she's got retrograde amnesia, basically, and uh, he has to, like, begin the romance every single day, and it's basically... It sounds exhausting. Yeah, and it's a horror movie, because, you know, basically every day you wake up and you're reminded that you're married to Adam Sandler. Like uh, someone Twilight listening, Zone. someone listening won't be thrilled with that. <laughs> uh, well, K nineteen, the the Widow Maker, which I typoed as the Window Maker, which is <laughs> an entirely different movie. Twenty one, twenty one grams, twenty one. Yeah, the the spacey maths card one. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the blackjack one. That's my chosen game in Vegas. Twenty one Jump Street, twenty two Jump Street, Catch twenty two. I didn't have a twenty three. The number 23. The number 23. It's the Jim yeah. Carrey one. I haven't seen that. Yeah. 24-hour party people. Yeah. 25th hour. Yeah. Then I didn't have a 26 or a 27. Although 27 sure. dresses. Well, we had it from Andy Connolly's missus on Twitter. She's not even got an account, oh, but she's getting uh, it. Catherine Heigl. Mm. Yeah, I've okay. got 127 hours. Yeah. That's the Franco and fanatics. Boyle. Yeah. When they get out into Utah and he has to gnaw off his own arm. Mid-90s. Uh, just oh, in the yeah. mid 90s that's a good there. one good shout yeah. we reviewed that on the pod that was howie's choice wasn't mm. it and um, united 93 was the story absolute of the, laugh right yeah, yeah. low 66 is a film that, that i keep yeah. mentioning and i ended up watching the trailer earlier this week and not remembering any of it it was just like <laughs> one of those where i just thought i remember it being good it was one of those films i watched late at night nothing really happens over the top it's just kind of it's one of those things that's happened to me you know when you get some sort of like weird synchronicity in your life that you mention that movie and then suddenly it just started popping up everywhere on stuff Wet that i was mentioning in a song it's oh, a, it's really? a song there. yeah i've got buffalo 66 on dvd yeah. it was just right. one of those things like, over the last week like a crazy amount of reference there have possibly been lots of references and i've ignored them but yeah anyway 40 days 40 nights 40 year old virgin yeah yep Got all that. Was They're there. both films. Should we start going for bigger numbers? Go THX 1138. Yeah. Or 1130. 1000. Well, how do you. I say 1138. Yeah. 1138. Okay. Death Race 2000. House of a Thousand Corpses. Rob Zombie sort of doing Just a. Just go between those two numbers. Did you ever watch a film called Legend of 1900? No. With Tim Roth. He's. It's about a boy who is. Born, a baby is born on a ship on a big cruise liner on as it strikes the new century 1900 <laughs> and the the guy who's cleaning the the decks and everything who finds him he works in the engine room and names him night and he lives his whole life on the boat and he's brilliant at piano and everything it's a pretty good movie actually 100 Okay. You mentioned Death Race 2000, yeah. and I wanted to stop there just for a minute because do do you remember that movie? You've seen it? Vaguely. It's a 75 Paul Bartlett one, had David Carradine as Frankenstein. And this is, it was a, like sort of robocopy yeah. running man type, you know, this yeah. horrible world going on, and they have this dystopian race where uh, you get points for mowing down pedestrians and stuff. Of it? Statham was it, in one. It wasn't a based on a Stephen King book, was it? No, I don't think no, so. There no. was a Stephen King short story I read that... That's one, The Long Walk, I think. Oh, maybe that's I always think one. they yeah. should make a movie out of that. That would be good. 84. Yeah. John Hurt, Richard Burton. Long time since I've seen that. Oh, I've got an old one. One Million Years BC. Does that does that count? <laughs> Raquel Welch yeah. in the fur bikini. Yeah, of course. Getting yeah. attacked by stop-motion dinosaurs. What a classic. Well, I'm almost out of numbers. I know there's millions and millions more to choose from. i've got kajillionaire wow Infinity. But i don't know what i've not seen the movie but i know that that is a movie that exists well a couple more on my list for 2001 a space odyssey 2010 the year we made contact 2012 and then 20,000 leagues under the sea oh and avengers infinity war oh that's nice i had special mention because i haven't seen these two but there's a movie called one for the money which came out in 2012 
and then there's a Pacino film called Two for the Money. Oh, that's... But that came out in 2005, so it must be like a... It's like the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Set back in time. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what we've got, because there were tremendous... Just just so many. Yeah. Had Blade yeah, Runner. We out. had that. We did some other things. 24-7, a Bob Hoskins one. He has a scrap with Les from Coronation Street. 28 Days Later from Andy Connolly plus Miracle on 34th Street. That's a good one. Man with Two Brains. That's a great shout. She had The Seven, which was a Kane movie which I remember to be terrible, but it did get us into an interesting discussion, which led us to potentially <laughs> promise to watch yeah. Andy the Talking Hedgehog, Hedgehog <laughs> which could be. Some that we've reviewed on the pod, like the 300. Yeah. And then more Nick Cage content, Gone in 60 Seconds, Eight Men Out, Nine Songs. That had real sex in it, didn't it? Yeah. Yes, it did. Was it a dogma film? No, who's Dogma? It's what's his chops? Oh, does all that serious shit? Can't remember. Anyway, I've seen it. Did Antichrist as well? They go to a gig in Iceland, I think, and then they fuck. She gives him a blowjob. Taking uh, a Pelham one, two, three. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we got from Christopher one. Newbury, Zombie Two. He says it's not a sequel, so I don't know that one, but <laughs> starts on the second one. How is Zombie Two not a sequel? Don't know. Or is it... 21 Jump Street's not a sequel. Is it TWO, like, as in there's two of them? I was going to mention also The Madness of King George because they called it that because it was originally going to be titled George the Third, but they felt, the studio felt that American audiences would assume it was the threequel, and so they couldn't call it that. They had to, they renamed it The Madness of King George. Darren Lithy's really gone to town. He's got a 1 to 13, no, 0 13, 0 effect, 1 hour photo, 2 days in the valley, 4 rooms... Five Easy Pieces, Sixth Day, Seven Samurai, Hateful Eight, another one we did, Nine, Ten Commandments, oh, Eleventh yeah. Hour, Twelve Angry Men, and Thirteen Ghosts. Wow, yeah. that's why he's the lethal weapon. That yeah. is I've got brilliant. just a small list of movies that have that are sequels. This is what I was talking about, that are in a franchise where all of the other movies don't have numbers in them, so should be permitted. So we've got Ghostbusters 2. No. Yeah, because Ghostbusters and the other one is Ghostbusters Answer the Call and Ghostbusters... I don't understand how you could possibly think that's okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's the only one that's numbered in the franchise. one simple it, criteria. It's specifically, like, <laughs> it's the Jaws 2. It's Ghostbusters 2. It's, like, categorically it's, it's, can't be had. Sounds oh, really similar got to me. a list of them as well. <laughs> well, go yeah. for it. We can just dismiss them all one by one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Alien 3? No. No, because it's similar. It's Die Hard got- 2? No. Again, no. <laughs> because they were all... Yeah, no, they were no. all no. The man with the greatest hair in Jersey, Christian Benter, has put forth 25th Hour, Seven Psychopaths, The Man with One Red Shoe, 21 Jump Street, which I really enjoyed, actually, mm. Magnificent Seven and 13th Warrior. The Man with One Red Shoe, is that the Tom Hanks one? Or Bill Murray, maybe, was it? Oh, yeah, no, it was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? Thanks. Where he gets implicated in being in a spy there's ring. one scene where he i think they they confirm he's a spy because he can he's at the traffic lights on his bike and he he doesn't actually put his feet on the floor he's you know mm, when you just kind freewheeling of free wheeling you just hold it still but you kind of bounce the pedals and they go he must be a spy you can't do that can you do that what on the bike you're pretty good on the old. Bike. If you've got, if you're riding on if the bike, if you're stopped at traffic lights, traffic can you lights, perfectly balance? No way. Can you sort no of sit up on the no. bike and? No, oh, no. it's tough. Huh? No, I yeah. crashed. Did you read all breaches out? Five days of war, five dollar a day, hole in one, and then there's a couple where we get a, a one-word review. Twenty fifty, shite. Ten point five or ten and a half apocalypse scene shite three dogger tears that's how it segued into talking animal films. three dogger tears that sounds up my alley the three gifts <laughs> and 90 feet from home sounds like quite a lot of those are dean kane movies so what well, old superman dean kane yeah, yeah big yeah. time okay and close encounters of the third kind has been mentioned quite a few times oh yeah that's good there's still so many other ones i think we'll have to pick them up next week once upon a time in hollywood did we say that that's in that sort of third type well, we might have to limit to numbers under 100 and do another one for over 100 for this. But right. let's, see what, we put, let's see what goes we put in. hours in? Yeah. I'm going to go for... Cause it's really difficult, isn't it? Because there's just so many. I'm going to go for Too Fast, Too Furious because it's probably the worst of that franchise. 50 First Dates. I'm putting it in. Okay. I'm going to go for Legend of 1900 because it's not one that we would have had up and on then, a list before. 
one from uh, pick one of those great nominations uh, well lots have come up a couple of times but the one that st- stands out for me is Blade Runner 2049 because it's a sequel that we can have yeah and it's also a great film fits the criteria Reeks. <laughs> cheese no fairly bereft of snacks full stop yeah and some mini Rolos and Aero. Yeah, the packets were fairly mini as well, so they're all gone. So we are now just drinking wine. We're down to the hard booze and yeah, and red. And I tell you what, okay. you kind of you needed a drink possibly to get through this movie because it was tense. Yes, it was. Yeah, and it's a real true life story again. I don't know if you actually remember the. I remember it being on the news. Breaking, yeah, yeah and. The story then, as it unfolded, was as it begins here, Riggs. It, we're watching. Well, we haven't even said the name of the movie yet. Football. We? It's no. 13 lives all over the poster we've got everywhere out. Yeah. That's right. Ron Howard's docudrama about the Tam Luang cave rescue. That's right. Yeah. Um, it starts off with a footy match. Yeah. He does the Sioux. Yes. Ronaldo yeah, Sioux. Yeah. Yeah, young young Thai football team out playing football the in boars? Wild Boars. The Wild yeah. Boars. And it looks like there's going to be a celebration for somebody's birthday. One well, of they're the giving him shit because he's getting a, a, a sponge sponge bowl cake. cake. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're giving him a bit of, bit of stick. And, and then they decide... One that, of the kids goes back early, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah, that's go right. Off. Just as well. He's, yeah. he's going to help his dad do the catering for the party afterwards. Right. And while he goes off to do that... The boys were all going to head down. 12 boys were all going to head down to the cave. And the coach said, well, look, if you're going to go, I better go as well. The coach is probably only three or four years older yeah, than Yeah, he's not them. like an old fellow. He's a young boy himself. Yes. Ekathon Chanthawong is his name. And so they cycle down and it's a lovely scene as they go through the, the beautiful kind of paddy fields. And it's in Chiang Rai in North Thailand. And it's kind of hilly province. And they've got all these beautiful caves that you can go in and this and we get fabulous cave. drone shots yeah. in the countryside and and it looks stunning doesn't it it is yeah but that's yeah. kind of the last we see of them for a little while yeah poignantly they leave their bikes at the at the entrance and the bikes are a constant presence throughout the film to remind you of the boys because they basically fuck off out the movie now for about an hour and a half they they have timed their arrival for the cave with the the could have been early better. monsoon could have been better um, timing wise yeah. it, it shouldn't rain that early but as we know there's climate lots change of down. things climate change lots mm-hmm. of things happening crazy with the weather and the rain comes heavy and it comes early and it forces them into the cave and when they don't get back well, that one Poindexter who didn't go and he goes to the party and he says, you know, they're like, where the fuck are the rest of them? It's like, oh, they've gone to the cave. And they're like, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When? That in this weather? And and so spark the first kind of signs of panic and these boys need rescuing. Yeah. And the rescue comes in the form of the Navy SEALs, the Thai Navy SEALs. And they search for the boys. They get a good way in. They do. They get to a junction, T-junction in. So it's it's shown on screen a little bit of map. So you've got a geography of where they're going into the caves. Although it wasn't always clear with how, how much they were diving. There were certain parts where they were doing lots of diving, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, these caves are, are kind of more... They're, they're submerged and they're, they're narrow little areas where... Yeah, it was pretty dicey. It, I mean, they go, we do see the boys go in and they walk past the stalactites or yeah. whatever. And then next time we see them, they are basically completely submerged. Yeah, um, there, there's that's it. The, the caves have, have so filled when it, up. So when it was on the news, I guess... I just think of a cave as like really primitively as just like one little cave thing, you know, whereas this is obviously it's, it's kilometers of travel, you know, when they show the guys and how long it takes them because you do get yeah. this constant map and, and plotting and it tells you how long it's taken them to get to a certain stage. And it's hours and hours and hours of diving just to get to the back and moving through very small spaces yeah. there. You, you can see the physical toll it takes on them and they get to a point where they can't, they can't go on. They can't locate no. the boys. It's becoming too dangerous. Yeah. Visibility's um, poor. There's a, a, a kind of flash flooding going on as the rain 
carries on coming down and it's it's pouring through the holes in the cave from above as much as just filling in from where they haven't even got as far as yet yeah from the entrance of the cave so they come out and the local governor who is kind of on his way out he now is kind of forced to in some ways not forced to but he's he's accepting more well, he, now the help of the international community well yeah and he's been becomes tacitly, a kind of political thing doesn't it yeah he's sort of tacitly been placed in the role of like well if this all gets fucked up then it's going to go on you and uh, but anyway he's shown to be fairly competent throughout the movie actually so anyway a local British caver who is in Thailand this guy called Vernon Unsworth this was the guy that Elon Musk called pedo guy. a pedo um, because he refused his offer of a submarine which I mean clearly at least from what we saw in this there's no um, way a submarine is yeah, yeah I mean it's you can barely get a person through there different parts during their their diving through the cave they have to actually take off their air tanks and go through and then drag the air tanks he didn't through. just call him a pedo guy he also had people like hack into his yeah. stuff and just try and completely discredit him yeah you know, just, just really like horrible story that, yeah and yet he won his defamation you know he was able to defend himself J-Dart. in his defamation case anyway he won that against Musk, did he? he no, no, Musk. He, did won. Musk he won. tried to. The diver tried to sue Musk for defamation because mm. he called him a pedo, and Musk got off. They, his team, created this thing called the J Dart defense, which is joke, delete, erase. I don't know. Basically, just a, it, they a technicality by acknowledging that it was stupid and then apologizing straight away and rolling back on it. He was able to like prove they weren't okay. able to prove that it caused the guy enough significant harm to wow, wow. fucking what uh, it's unbelievable shit. anyway so you know the thai authorities are concerned about the risk of foreigners you know dying in the midst of this operation but they've got no choice but to call in everybody and people are volunteering as well and two people who volunteer are rick stanton played by vigo mortensen coventry guy yeah, which Pete would have liked. That's where he lives. Yeah, he's got like a canoe in his. We his should say that room. from the, from the outset, Pete was in no way, shape, or form was he going to watch this film. It's just not. He's yeah, just not he, comfortable he's with this. Right from the offset, he I, said. I don't know whether he's claustrophobic thing. himself, but if you are, this certainly wouldn't be the film for you. Yeah. Pete was like, "This does not. I'm not into it." So. No. Yeah, I mean, the I I found the pace of the film moved quite well through all those scenes it didn't drag for me but, but we'll hear what you thought we, we, we get Vigo and we get Colin Fowle who I didn't recognise at first because yeah. <laughs> he's got a different haircut and no tash did you feel that Vigo had the better English accent than Colin yes, Farrell yes I think Colin Farrell's dipped in and out a little bit i also enjoyed vigo mortensen's character like volunteering for something but having zero enthusiasm for yeah. it at the same time it's yeah great. and explicitly <laughs> saying how he hates kids and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. these guys but he's, are he's the, the kind best, of yeah. the best of the best uh, i mean he's, a fireman and an it consultant it's clearly an incredibly specialized field of work yeah. you know yeah. to be able to do this and not panic while well, the, there. these guys well they had actually work. been they involved in cave rescues before yeah. this yeah. as well it's so. an it's a proper like association that they're part of because mm. the fella the original guy that you mentioned Riggs, it, he's is he chairman of it it's, it's the british cave rescue council yes i bet there's not that many members of it that was the follow-up band to the Style Council. <laughs> but yeah, it's terrific. For, but people um, do it for fun. You know, they go into these caves, not just for rescue. I mean, people who need rescuing have gone in there for fun, a lot of them. You know, they, so these guys have been doing it for 30 years and would be doing these challenging dives at different times What's to that hobby? and everything. It's yeah. a kind of hobby, which became then a rescue yeah. because they were Didn't good at it. it and nobody else knew the caves like they did so eventually yeah, they're being, allowed in yeah they they go out there and eventually they're allowed to go in and they get way beyond where the well the first navy time they seals. go in they get to where the the navy seals got to because the guy's sort of bristling about them being in there yeah and when they come back he says well that's where my team got to you know he's like quite put out about it yeah and there's a bit of a you know i think there's, a, there's they don't want them to die but they also don't want some foreigners to come in and maybe do it no well. i didn't get that feeling uh, i did no. a little bit no yeah I no i i got I, the feeling that there was he was constantly was stood around that guy just like at the arse, yeah there would have been a pro a proud pride there that they would have wanted to find the boys themselves that they're the navy seals and these kind of foreigners coming in to help although i think over the course of it they earn their 
it's kind more of like that. Yeah, it's more it's more like that. But I felt the main thing was the political issues around foreigners being involved. But anyway, yeah, they get well, in, they get out, and then they go back in. Yeah, well, he says that actually. It's a good point because he he does say, well, they don't want foreigners diving dying in the caves. It's a yeah. bad look, you know. That's the main the- thing I think that that is driving it. You know, m- mostly they're just trying everything because we're. That we, we Six do, or seven days in now? It, it very quickly jumps, doesn't it? And they do eventually progress further and they take more equipment down. Well, they at, find them on day at, 10. And they find them. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And they, and it must be crushing for the boys because someone comes through and they're all in relatively decent nick. Amazing, In the really. film. I don't know quite what yeah. it would have been like in real life. And they're, they're like, well, sorry, we, we've found you now, but we've got to fuck off again and, and leave you here. But yeah, and Rick is instantly pretty crestfallen as well. It's straight away there, you know, because he's it's taken them, these experienced, incredibly skilled technicians, yeah. over seven hours to get through the cave. Yeah, it's a long point. way down. Well, Colin says... And we've already worry, had what? a little scene earlier on where the guys had to rescue an engineer because yeah. there's also a load of other shit going on where they're trying to pump the water out and, a, and an engineer panics and gets caught and shows you the danger of like even trying to move a panicking person through a tiny part. Like It's nearly a horrible accident. Yeah. Well, that's right. He, he shoots up and tries to yeah. jump up the air. Of course, head, there yeah. isn't any air. You're not going to the service. You just bang your head on the... the top of the cave and it's horrible isn't it it? yeah i'm reliving it now it's horrible colin says colin farrell says to them we'll be back he makes all these sort of promises and vigo's like don't think he tries to nudge him to sort of say look don't give them you know that what else could you say and then when they get back vigo mortensen's like very very pragmatically just like well they're gonna die yeah there's no way we can get them back yeah it's a fucking nightmare for us he he does kind of have a go and tell this very bluntly to the minister as well who comes in or the governor who comes in he says look they're all dead they're but a little bit later on they're sitting down outside and it's it's a really you know you think of this scene so it's colin farrell and vigo sat down and they're just discussing you know they were sitting he goes well i've got an idea it's it's insane and he goes what is it you know what is it insane is better than nothing right now we've got nothing and he goes, we bring in Harry. And I just thought the way his mind would have thought. So Dr. Harry is an anesthetist. Yeah. And that's going to be the plan. And he, he, he just, yeah. So I just think well, what, you know, that is absolutely. Because it's impossible outlandish. for yeah. the boys to pass back. It's just impossible. The plan is to. The panic of them. taking those boys seven hours multiple times as well because i think at one stage he says he has to do it every half an hour what inject him yeah yeah so on this possibly now and this was the part where i wasn't completely clear on how much they were actually diving because i think there were certain chambers that they were diving in that were long but then there were other parts where they were moving over the rocks yeah but anyway it's this incredible thing. Yeah, it's definitely, is, it definitely is that because it does say at the end that the caves were eventually completely submerged after they got them out. Yeah. yeah. At the top outside, um, a local engineer, I've got his name here because it was his real name, Thanet Natasir. Probably he, not he's good the guy that came down from Bangkok and he's a water engineer these- and he realizes that actually what's you know the pumping out in the caves is is useless and what they need to be doing is is diverting the water away from the sinkholes at the, the top of the mountain and he sets up an elaborate well they have to have a meeting with the farmers yeah and and say look guys this is Can the plan we- we're gonna have to fucking kill your whole crop sorry and yeah. you know they fucking say all right well, that's it they have a quick meeting don't yeah. they and they say right let's do it let's save give it a go because he has to say look it might not even work you and they're might pretty lose stoic your- they're because yeah. no yeah. they're definitely going to lose all of their crop and it's not clear you know what will happen but they accept it that's right and so they start diverting the water away it's this tremendous you effort. think it's not going to make that much difference but a little bit later on you see how much water is gone mm. in on well, that uh, and also field. you see the impact because there's a moment where the two divers are under threat of some cave just collapsing on the section of it uh, you see the water coming through and uh, the pressure is really that's intense right. yeah because you know when water's got nowhere in. to go you know something's got to give and it bursts through and rocks are falling through the water and it's almost like fucking battle sequence you know where like it could well, be bullets it. falling through the water you know one of those hits you and yeah it, it's it's so it's just like you go from one tense moment to another you know it's yeah just like a lot and, it's and long. because <laughs> while that's happening 
not only are they coming up with this crazy plan, but they're going backwards and forwards. They bring them a load of wetsuits and wow. some food and stuff. That's... So, that, like, you know, these guys are doing these seven or eight hour journeys, like, every day through this grueling cave think, network. Isn't, is it not the first attempt to take the wetsuits through where Saman yes. has the accident? Yeah. He... He's le- he's being led through the caves. I think he was one of the Navy SEAL guys. He, was he, is, he was SEAL. the ex. He was another volunteer. So he was an ex Navy SEAL who came back and volunteered for this mission. And unfortunately, he gets caught up on some stalactites. I think it was yeah, stalagmites, yeah. and his breathing apparatus falls and gets wedged, and he just gets all bit panicky. And a load of fucking water, a load of air leaks out, and he checks his tank. And he hasn't got much, but he's kind of caught in no man's land because it's probably not enough to get to that section. So he decides to go back and we just see him travel for a few and there's, minutes. There's and one we guy just who's just out. We watch him drown. It's, it's, it's horrible, horrific. Yeah. And we haven't described because the scenes, we do get many scenes of them moving through, you know, dimly lit water and horrible areas. And it is intensely claustrophobic the viewing experience when you're going through those cave bits we get a nice moment in with the boys where the coach you know he feels really responsible for what's happened he's worried about getting out and what will happen to him but he sort of helps them meditate to get through what's going on because what are we up to now about day 16 or something yeah i think we're over two weeks in there and and the volunteers then have have got together the farmers are on board but the the time is ticking and they bring in Dr. Harris, and they bring in two more other divers as well, Chris Jewell and Jason Mallinson. Harris is just like, no, this you can't. <laughs> yeah, Har- Harris is like, oh, well, thanks for calling me, guys. You know, I'm not really at the same level as you, but, you know, anything I can do to help. And, and he like, kind of says to, to him, well, these kids. He's like, no. you've got a special <laughs> skill, haven't yeah. you? And he goes, I didn't come here to kill kids. Yeah. Like, you know, and he goes, it's their only way. And then... He comes to realise as I think Saman passes away soon after or, or there's there's another kind of tragedy, he sees the kind of circumstances and the panic in people when they're just coming through the caves, how difficult it is. Well, it's clear there's no, there's literally no yeah, other way. You try this or you wait well, for he, them to die. Yeah. He starts to consider it and then they take it to the governor who gives permission. Yeah, it's and a it's, big uh, call. It's a big call. Because he, he has to say, you know, I don't know whether this is going to work. They're going to have to do this. He has to train the the divers, the six divers with, with bottles and, and saying, you know, you've got to hold it in there. You might have to do this every half an hour. And, you know, if they're going to wake up, you're going to have to do it then. Whether they're going to breathe underwater. There's a, I mean, as we go on through the boys, there's obviously what they're all different size, different ages. I and mean, there's one only small lad who the first one they try to get out that ends up being the last one because he's the mask doesn't fit and then yeah when they take that guy out he basically they show him and i don't know if it's true but they show him basically holding his mask on the whole way yeah Yeah. unbelievable and and Um, yeah i'll I'll go back to that scene when we start talking about getting the boys out but that that soon actually happens afterwards doesn't it because they don't waste any time once they've got permission boom they go and they decide they're going to take four boys out this first time and we um, get this little routine that he does for every single one of the boys he says oh you're lucky you're going back with rick he's the best diver in the world brazil uh, just got brazil just got yeah Yeah. sedate him and uh, off they go and And they you know actually uh, on the second go round, they improvise a little float that they didn't have the first time round on their feet but yeah they just pass the the bodies along like the first kid they get out they, um, they say don't they get they make the others turn around and then the next they just watch the rest and they're looking as they they yeah. properly like tie them up you know and it's those zip zip locks lock, yeah well, like he says looks fairly brutal they've got to be packages we're yeah. just the delivery men yeah and yeah. for them to keep the mental state i think you know they've got to have that or at least you know he did um, well we see but one of them go. has a wobble later on but v- i got the impression from the get-go that vigo morton's character was just like able to completely like well, he's got ice com- in his compartmentalize veins. this is yeah. just a job this is the thing i've got to move you yeah. know he just saw it like that yeah whereas there's the fairly other at the well, end they, he has a bit of a breakdown about it yeah they're certainly not well, shown to be like hollywood types no. there's no whooping and hollering you <laughs> no, know there's no. mostly a quiet sadness around a lot of it it, it is and, it's, uh, it's huge it's huge tension isn't it as they move the and they say look let's check the first lad 
in the first chamber because if not working there's no point going through it all is there you know it's but it is working yeah. and they managed to get the first boy through much to the delight of everybody it gets to a one point in the chamber and they've replaced it with just kind of a pulley system so mm. they don't have to go through the water but they're still it's a six hour slog if not longer Exhausting. and then another hour and and so just on these pulleys to get them out and they start flying the kids straight to the hospital the parents don't know they're being kept in the dark but they're there on site they're so on they site. can see bodies coming out but they're yeah. on a need to know basis probably dead, you probably think. motionless they'd, they'd sent all the tv cameras and cleared the area as well because if it was going to be bad news they wanted to be able to control the yeah because this huge uh, like town has yeah. sprung up it's a, um, it's thousands of volunteers yeah i think they, do they not say it's like five thousand volunteers yeah. on site at one point wow and yeah to to save these boys so they get actually have a really good day don't they and they get all four out mm. and there's a moment where one of them drops the syringes in the middle of the Ugh. of the tunnel submerged and yeah i suspect that's probably a bit of dramatized you know yeah, hollywood stuff. and he's fumbling around on the floor trying to find it and uh, just yeah, as does, the boy's does, waking just up about, and he's because yeah, yeah he's coming too and it obviously would have been a bit panicky so you know that was oh, just another bit of like oh, fucking hell. yeah yeah and and when they get the the first four in obviously they're delighted but they also know now if just one of them ends up dead then they're gonna also have um yeah the, well, know, the expectations have risen that's basically. vigo's take he's like yeah. we can only be a villain now because yeah, if anyone we're supposed dies, to be heroes when we got here yeah 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 anyway and it just yeah goes to show what's going through their their mind and they go back rest and they're going again the next day and the water is still rising because it's still raining. And they go out and pull out the rest of the lads one by one. Keep going, as you say, improving it a little bit. But there's, the one, there's the one guy, he's one of the new divers they've brought in. And he, he gets a bit stuck and he's he's not... Yeah, it's a good first day. Well, there's but the a, a really day's... strong current. And yeah, he there's... loses the guide wire. And That's right. uh, once you're done, like you got, don't know where to go, he, and he finds the engineering cables that are doing the pumping, I think, and yeah. the light system, and he pulls himself along to that. So he finds himself in he's a just chamber, in a chamber, and he's worried about the the kid that he's trying to get out, and you can tell he's obviously in bits. You know, he doesn't know what's going on, and he's really having a moment. And is it Colin Farrell who talks to him? No, it's Rick. Rick who talks to him and he's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, okay. And they check on the lad and, and he's okay. And he's sort of, you know, he's like relieved, but he's yeah. still obviously not in a great spot. And he just goes, wait for but, Harry. But they do, they get him out. And then I think it's just like, once they've got them all out, and they're, they're never really even like hooting and hollering. They're just like, no. that was good. We did they that. They have a beer. And he, did, but he breaks down. He just is like cries. Like, I thought I'd, I thought I'd lost him. I thought I'd killed him. Or you know, he's just fucking. Obviously, there's so much at stake. Yeah. Mm. And then you get the reveal of the fucking anaesthetist dad. Yeah. had died, and he fucking knew. He knew, yeah, because he, he had, mentioned he earlier. Still had to like plow through this, knowing his father had just fucking died. Yeah, and, and then and, he just goes off to room and just sits on his own, like fucking. A, 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 another yeah. kind of hero move for me yeah. was the that last lad because he was so much smaller, and he I think he was Shan and. So there was a, a, a kind of sub story of whether they were going to save him because he he didn't have the proper papers. But well, they're from um, Myanmar. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, they were stateless officially. And that, yeah, there was you're right. Them, it was, uh, yes, three there was. Stateless, yeah. and, and so that wasn't the case anyway, but it was a kind of just subplot on on the surface if you like but this young lad they end up getting this pink mask and he said yeah. well it's gonna fit it's gotta fit but the seal still isn't perfect but you get that one diver who's an absolute hero and he's obviously the best diver in the world i think he was the guy that they talked about he said i we can ask him if he's not already pissed off that we didn't he's not already here and he you know yet we haven't asked him already and he just says yeah go on do it i'll do it i'll do it you know and i just thought wow you know when you're looking for somebody mm. to to do and he said i'll do it and he just sent the shivers on the back of my, my neck up that because i just thought well all huge. of it does and he, it? he well yeah it's all, all of it, it does. does you're absolutely right even the guy who had trouble i mean it's just a nightmare situation the pressure it's his second day new country flying in yeah. under a cave boom it's happening so quick well that's what when the doctor turns up he's just flown god knows how long to get there and they show him like literally turns up to things like right do you want to go into the caves then right like, let's uh, go boom. right okay yeah. that's what this is like um, and and yeah they they 
get all the boys and you, you end up seeing him in, in the hospital. The parents are eventually brought to so far. You learn later on, actually, another man died due to infection in the cave as well. We've seen um, that a few times with because I actually said to the missus, when they're fucking wearing gloves because they keep banging their hands on yeah. the floor and yeah. scraping. The, you see all the cuts and bruises and, and one of them, one of the guys, Beirut, I think his name was, he got yeah it was baby yeah. Ruth yeah no, Beirut he, he got yeah. a a blood infection and like he later on he passed later, away as well so yeah. it was pretty grim so I mean it was it was horrible conditions and, and an absolute miracle that they brought these boys out the fact that it's true well you just wouldn't think of a story like this if it wasn't you know it, it, it's and we, it's crazy they got their um, SpongeBob cake in the end yes and they, they did, did. Like they all went cake, back yeah they all yeah. went back and had this cake and they were the the kids who were uh, stateless were granted Thai citizenship yeah the farmers right. were compensated I don't know to yeah what all the loose but... ends seemed to be tied up and and the English lot just you know he went back to his job in in it and <laughs> the other guys just He's, a, a well, fireman there was something. a sort of thing about his relationship with his son it was sort of alluded to in some way i think he just loved him yeah i don't know i thought there was like i don't know if they if if he was divorced and he yeah, got to see him broken at, home at or some, something at um, some parts that i didn't see the the his partner his wife or anything like that but anyway i mean wow and rick just I goes mean, back to his flat it's and a chill. Yeah, he's just got like got his canoe. Everything's still exactly the same as he left it. Of course, makes himself a cup of tea, sits down, and, and it's just amazing. Reads the paper or whatever. Yeah, these like completely nondescript yeah. sort of middle-aged British guys, yeah. unbelievable heroes. Yeah. You know, it just and, restores and your to, faith in humanity a little bit. What they're capable the, of the absolute weirdness of Musk in there as well. It's just crazy, isn't it? Why that oh, don't, guy, don't talk yeah, about, to talk about these guys because they are amazing, aren't they? They, they really are. are. Yeah, and yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I just thought it was a fantastic story. It is claustrophobic, but I really like the pace of the movie that it goes from sort of day one boom, you're up to day five or six. You realise, wow, God, they've been in there all that time, and as the the different parts of the operation come together. You've got all these, the, the hierarchy and the political side of the... But mostly everybody is shown to be kind of competent and working yeah. together and, you know... Yeah, there's no, there's, nothing, there's, no really big, like... there's no big kind of bust-ups. There's just tension. It's just all tension. It's a tensive, you know, tensive... <laughs> the movie, you know Area. it's a success yeah. when certainly going into the film i knew that a diver died and the kids got out and yet you're still on the edge of your seat yeah. like fuck what you know and he does that in apollo 13 as well you know where they he draws every bit of fucking tension out of the situation when you know the outcome already yeah and yeah. and part of how he's able to get so much tension out of it is by keeping the cat the sort of main rescue it's like thrilling but really low-key as yeah. well at the same time and the underwater cinematography is great it really is isn't it i mean yeah. it's I was like, I my just, heart was pounding yeah, yeah. i'm just like well like, are they are they filming in the cave obviously it was not they built they had these huge lots where they recreated yeah. these sections of it yeah and the, the divers were you know technical advisors and they taught colin farrell and vigo mortensen how to do it and stuff like yeah. this and but they apparently everyone involved in filming had a panic situation panic attack at some point going through these little tunnels he'll never dive again because he's like wow. probably qualified and stuff he said it was just like he had he had a real moment and he was like not doing have it have you ever been into any of those caves or anything no no i, I used to go like cliff jumping and stuff yeah and you know you look and at you this and you your... think oh kids are running to that fucking cave what are you doing but there's plenty of times where i like grabbed a rock and fell and i just landed in the water whereas like over there was just rocks you know and you could have yeah just yeah. kids just kid stuff isn't it you just don't think about the dangers of things i went in one in Laos. we went quite deep in they gave us these old kind of miners you had to hold a battery right. and you had the torch at the other end um safety first and safety first yeah. really slippy absolutely <laughs> nightmare to go down there's about eight of us that got led down it's quite a long way you know it was a few hundred meters we went into this cave and uh, and it's just you know damp and sticky not a, a nice environment there's it's obviously got smells and the air quality isn't great so i was pleased to be getting out of there when i yeah. went and getting trapped in a place like that would be <gasps> nightmarish the meditation the coach showed to calm them all down it probably ended up saving them as well the divers said that it was like incredibly realistic and what they showed on film 
right. other than there, mm. there was absolutely zero visibility in real life. Yeah, because you imagine, you know, you're at the beach and you touch the sand and the bottom, you know, everything gets cloudy. Imagine the water flowing through there; it would just be a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So zero. That, imagine yeah. how difficult it must have been. Fuck me, mm. I just can't believe, can't imagine. And doing to, get, it. to have to have the nerve to to willingly go in there and to go as far as they did because it was about two and a half kilometers, I yeah. think. Have that idea to bring the boys out, never been done before, and then get them all out successfully, and then just. I don't know. I'm waiting for knighthoods and things. I'm like, you know, you just think, well, wow, he's an it, MBE. It, well, they deserve everything they get. It's incredible. And, and I think the film, while it wouldn't ever do that kind of thing justice fully, it does paint the picture for me really well. And yeah. I just doff my cap. And- there's a few, there's been a few goes at this. So there was already a, a 20, 2019 documentary called The Cave by a Thai British guy, which was like reconstructions and news footage and stuff. And then there was The Rescue, which was Jimmy Chin, who did Free Solo and 14 Right, peaks. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so he, that he was covered another. this as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, and that'd then be there's a good. Netflix six-part series out called Thai Cave yeah. Rescue, which is a Thai version, more Thai version. Yeah. Um, I mean, the exactly. Chilean Miners was the only other thing that I could compare to this because mm. similar in, you know, subterranean environment, but obviously they were all guys in a in a, you know, in a different place, a different thing still drilling in a nightmare but yeah the tension in this i think was made it a much better film than i remember that one being and i can promise those guys they'll never have to rescue me down a fucking cave mm. i don't have any financial data for you because this was a straight to streaming it right. did, i'm gonna have to correct you i mean I, there were select cinematic things but i don't i couldn't get a budget so i thought i'm just gonna leave this out yeah Okay, well, I, I don't know. Was this a, it was a, a prime, COVID? It was a prime release? original, a thing. prime original thing. Yeah. Okay, mm. well, yeah. What do you guys think? Oh, mate, it's great. Yeah, 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 brilliant. And Excellent. Vigo was so good in it as well. I really liked. I it. didn't recognize. Yeah, like yeah, you, no, I thought they exactly. Were brilliant. It, it's like another that. one of those where he just becomes someone else. Like, yeah, it's great. Blended in. Yeah, you think of him as like Aragorn, like the, one of the most charismatic sort of heroes going, and then he's just like gruff kind of like Rick. hero yeah. but like canoe guy but History not in a, in a classic so. way like you know mm. yeah, it, was, it was fantastic i really enjoyed it yeah strong recommend okay so it was tom gates right so confession time right. i forgot that it changed and i haven't watched it because yeah, originally it. it was zog oh, it's so good as well originally it was zog and i had thought oh i've seen that and I yeah. was out of time, so I thought well, I'll just leave that there. And then I realised that it had actually changed. I so did I make a change, it. and it's the you brilliant. Can watch it now. It's like twelve minutes long. Yeah, it's it's oh, really I don't good need to watch it again. <laughs> did well. It's if well, anybody's it? familiar, it? it's so it's um, a a very kind of comic book looking cartoon animation, but it's also got little segments in. So there's puzzles within it. You can make something. There's one live kind of section where the author i don't go through a, it all you can't, yeah you, can, you know let's break it all down we'll for break him. it down for us yeah let's uh, let's go how does it start weeks oh uh, well, it's got well, a crazy the theme same tune. one clear out yeah is that the one you watch that's right yeah it yeah. does have a crazy theme tune the art style is quite simplistic it reminded me of the Tom Gates books, yes, could be that. Yeah, yeah. it's the Diary characters of a Wimpy are all kid kind of looking stuff. The characters are all in black and white, and the background are, is the color. Right, so that's quite an unusual. Yeah, and thing. you you meet Tom having he's got to a have clear, a clear out, out in his room. He's got to fill a filler box because his parents having a big clear out, and they want to get rid of his old toys. He's got a a broken tennis racket and a and a broken tennis ball in yeah. the box, and nothing else. And a mum comes in. Mum wants him to put. The especially the presents from Uncle Kevin because they're things like an, uh, an accordion, uh, which he plays for a long time. Yeah. So uh, and uh, there's a little moment, Dad just kind of eyes twitches while he's, yeah. he's hearing this play. Um, I related to this because you know your house gets full yeah. of clutter with kids yeah. and getting them to part with anything is nigh on impossible exactly yeah and he's just shoving everything into his cupboard hiding it all he says he's, he's, got hide, he's got a vuvuzela 
and he hides it under his pillow because yeah. so, so he's telling us he, he's kind of speaking to us saying you know i've got to hide all this and when your parents come you know you've got to push it under the bed and do all this and mum comes in and she looks at the box and says is this are you sure this is it and he looks inside at the tennis racket and the uh, and the ball and he takes the tennis racket back out and he goes, okay, I'm sure now. And so there's even less. And she grabs this manky looking stuffed owl toy and starts to put that away. And Tom's horrified. Oh, not owly. Yeah. He's my favourite owl. Anyway, uh, the parents have come up with a great plan to get him out with the grandparents. The they fossils. call them the fossils, yeah. which is what my sister and I call my parents sometimes. And so... But anyway, t- then it cuts and well, it shows you how to make the stuffed owl. Yeah, he's just about switched on enough, enough to know, though, that they're going to be going through his room and uh, throwing out all his good stuff. So this anxiety is growing him. Mm. Uh, but, and then we cut, yeah, to making an owl. Yeah, some paper, scissors, dried lentils, sellotape pen and a small sock. And they do actually say, you know, make sure you ask a, an adult, an adult and, first yeah, before you help. start cutting up your socks. Yeah. And uh, pretty achievable, looks pretty good. Yeah, and you can make monsters too. Boom, you can do that in a yeah. few minutes. It just goes about generate min- a ton of mess. A two-minute segment, it just thrown to this step-by-step guide on how to make a little sock owl or sock monster. And then it goes back to Tom walking along the high street with the fossils, and he's kind of lagging behind, kicking his heels because he knows that mum and dad are, are going to be going through his room at the moment. But... I think they say, oh, ice cream, Tom, raspberry ripple. And he goes, oh, okay. Then he forgets all about it and goes for ice cream. And on the way back. Well, while he goes ah, for ice cream, then this is is where the live action of women, I guess, is that Liz Pynchon or where? That's right. She's the the author or illustrator. And she shows you how to make a jigsaw. There's quite a pretty ingenious transfer technique where she shades on the back of a piece of paper with a 5B pencil and then draws on the front to apply that to a piece of card. But I couldn't work out why she didn't just draw straight onto the card unless it was hard to do. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, it was a good transfer process anyway, wasn't it? So Mm. she had the two pictures and the original and she then colours it in, cuts it up and makes a jigsaw. And it was quite a good little segment. And then it cuts back to Tom walking back home along the high street, going past a charity shop where he convinces gran and granddad, the the fossils, to buy him the Vuvuzela that's in the window, which he thinks is his, that already been sold and in the charity shop. And he comes out with some eyes that kind of stupid glasses eyes. eyes. So the the fossils, it's again completely relatable. The fossils have now bought the child back, hyped up on ice cream and with a load of plastic crap. Yeah, noisy plastic crap. And as he enters his room, he's kind of, oh, this is it. And he he pictures a a, a dark and like empty room with just tumbleweed going through it or something. But he goes in and it's the same shithole, (laughs) full of toys everywhere. It's like nobody's ever been in there. Yeah, because they got the kid out of the house and the parents just shagged probably. That's... (laughs) let's be honest that's what that that may have been that wink in in father's eye that twitch well it helps that the dad is played by the psycho scottish guy in catastrophe you know did you ever watch that the rob delaney sharon horgan one oh right okay no well it's lost on you okay he's like a baby character yeah well but it's also a bit of a sort of sex deviant as well so didn't come across strong in this i say (laughs) but that was pretty much the end well we finished with him going home and annoying everybody by because now he's got two vivazelas Gives one because yeah. they didn't give his Vuvuzela away, so he calls his mate Derek. Oh, those and are it ends with wretched, those the both of them playing Vuvuzelas in the garden next door while, yeah, the fossils and, and mum and dad are just trying to have a cup of tea. Eat and that's deep, it, yeah. Late. So it kind of gave us uh, a little bit of a cartoon, it yeah. gave us a thing that we could, a couple of things we could make. Catherine Tate was in it. And they also did this segment where you had to do a like a spot the difference or a, did a, you how many did you get that? I, I got four, but the second time I did it, I got five. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot going on in a twelve minute show. Good. It was all right. Yeah, there was a lot. And the craft was good, but I could never w- let my youngest watch it because she'd just want to do it straight yeah, away. Exactly. That's the problem with that kind of stuff. Well I got a uh, I, I really got- like it, it's a shame. <laughs> 
I got a four thumbs up or eight thumbs up actually because I had a, a few of the kids around here all watching it and they watched about four or five episodes. They oh, really nice. like this it's and a it, strong it put them right out of the way for a, a while. There might be a little review if we can get that on. It would be on around about now. That was good. Or it wasn't if That's we didn't get it on. But yeah, no, this is this was good and my youngest would like this. She's six yeah so you can get involved with some of the creative stuff Mm. i think there's a little bit like like why don't you about it or remember that and this is better than why don't you i don't know it the the fact that you get two different craft projects and a quite funny storyline that you could relate to even as a parent is pretty pretty good to be honest for something for something that's 12 minutes long so yeah um, decent sounds good strong recommend thumbs up Riggs, have you got noms for us? No, not even slightly. Oh, that's a shame. What a tremendous, tremendous shame. Riggs will at some point have nominations for us. I'm just buzzing off. Well, this week's movie was great. Yeah. The Midweeker was great. Yeah. And the interaction on Twitter has been amazing. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for that. Please don't leave and go somewhere else. I'm sure we can ride out this whole thing on Twitter. Yeah. Because it's been fucking great this week. Really, really love that. Fantastic. Maybe we can try and turn it into a more positive place. No. All that remains is to say Sidey signing out. Reeks out. Dan's gone. <laughs>